If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Good evening and welcome to News Night. We're live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra, in Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM. We're on a number of affiliates. We're on Facebook, we're on Twitter Spaces and MyJoyOnline.com. And tonight, no longer a wanted man, Charles Bissu finally arrested and granted bail by the special prosecutor after he turned himself in 14 days after he was declared a wanted man. We have details of that. Also, good news for NDC's James Jachikwasing as he's allowed by the High Court to miss court proceedings on Friday. He's set to embark on a final round of campaign with the support of the party at the June 27 by-election approaches. The people of Asinov should prepare to receive him. There is going to be a big welcome. I'm, I'm leaving court and going right down to the ground. Yes. So far, in terms of how it's going, you are confident that you are going to win a seat once again? Already won. He's going to win. His legal team is not backing down in its fight with the Attorney General. They took him on once again, accusing him of consistently declaring Mr. Quason guilty even before his trial ends. The Attorney General's conduct was an issue before the court. And uh, I'm happy the senior, Chai took him to the cleaners. And you all saw it. 
We have a reaction from the AG's office as well. Also tonight, minority in parliament responds to President Akufuado's description of the rating agencies as reckless. You see the dishonesty. Ah. When the rating agencies were rating as high and we were going to the capital market and showing them the rating of Ghana and collecting the three billion, we were in bed with them to deceive the investors. We have details of that um, as the caucus descends on Vice President Baumia, who he says has a new vision to transform Ghana. Dr. Baumia's propaganda lectures and new experimental lecture notes from 2014 to 2016 metamorphosed into Ghana's vision and economic policies since 2017. And some more politics. If you elect a poodle, then be prepared to be led by the unseen strings that control it. Former General Secretary Kwabne Japon cautions delegates as he makes a case for his flag bearership candidate. If you elect a poodle, you should be prepared to be led by unseen opportunists lurking in the shadows who control the poodle. If you elect an acquisitive person, then be prepared to have our precious resources plundered. We have details from um, the NPP headquarters on who has filed his nominations just yet. And in business, strong growth in service and agri sectors pushed GDP growth to 4.2% for the first quarter of this year. And in sports, football administrators call on government to prioritize investment in sports infrastructure for effective talent development in the country. And later on the National Science and Mass Quiz, we'll tell you about how a teacher in Bumfrugu SHS compelled the school's management to enroll science students to improve their performance at the NSMQ and also make a historic win at the Northeast Regional Qualifiers. Last two years, the students I brought in, we qualified. They were a Greek student. That was the last two years. Immediately after that, I realized that I think I should introduce science to the school just because of the, the, the program and then how we can also bring up the name of the school. That's and more in tonight's edition of Newsnight. Do you want to join us with your thoughts and comments? It's via WhatsApp is 055-1111-997. You're watching us live on Facebook. You can leave your comments there and tweet at us with the hashtag Newsnight. Thanks for joining us. This is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. And this evening, if you missed it on Top Story, the secretary to the dissolved interministerial committee on illegal mining, Charles Bissou, is no longer a wanted man. According to a statement from the office of the special prosecutor, he turned himself in to the office 14 days after he was declared a wanted man. So if you check the website now, uh, we're told that is now, at least you can see uh, that is now stamped reported and he was immediately placed under arrest, interviewed and subsequently released on bail. A legal affairs correspondent Joseph Akable has more from the court today but first uh, let me briefly uh, pick his thoughts on what he's been learning about this particular case. Uh, well Joseph I know we'll be talking about Asin North and the happenings in the high court today but what exactly are we learning about the bail conditions and Charles Bissou turning himself in to the office of the special prosecutor? We do not have the fine details on what those conditions are. 
But our understanding is that he was bailed. He went to the place in a company of his lawyers where he was asked a series of questions relating to uh, his role on the Interministerial Committee on Illegal Mining. We know that the special prosecutor has indicated that in terms of the probe it is undertaking, is looking at issues about gold nuggets that were seized that have gotten missing, expenditure, uh, some which some of which were not appropriately accounted for. We know issues surrounding the missing excavators have also become topical. So all these are the issues that they engaged him on and picked his comments on, after which they granted him bail. What we've been trying to understand is why the decision to turn himself in. Because like you did mention, it's been 14 days since he was declared wanted. And over that period, he at one point in time said he was going to turn himself in. One full week passed by and he didn't show up still. We've not been able to get firm and direct answers as to what may have changed. But from our reading of the events, there is a possible connection to the fact that one of the cases that he's filed against the special prosecutor is due in court tomorrow. And so we, we, we are not certain whether that may have accounted for the decision to turn himself in. Uh, because either than that, it would mean that, like we've seen in previous court cases, he's not been showing up to attend those court hearings. And so we are looking forward to what will happen tomorrow by way of whether he'll be showing up or not. But this, we understand, is the first in a series of engagements that he'll be having with the Office of Special Prosecutor. And at any point, if the office decides that they want to engage him further, like they've done with other suspects, they will call upon him to show up. Okay. But I'm sure um, you're also curious, as I am, you've been finding out uh, what exactly the bill terms were or the conditions were. Is it the case that some form of agreement has been reached between both sides such that we are unaware about how much exactly or bail that he's been granted? We do not know the sum, but what we understand is that it's definitely not that of self-recognizance bill. And we know that the OSP has actually, in fact, publicly stated that he has not granted any such bill in terms of self-recognizance bill to any individual who had come before him by way of his investigations into the activities of the Interministerial Committee on Illegal Mining. And so that is just by way of what we know about the terms of the bill so far. But there's that indication that has been made to him that in the event they need him, they'll call upon him and they expect him to show up when they do so. Okay. Now, Blay, uh, before we go on to some other stories, now I want to find out, it means that the case for tomorrow is the wanted uh, uh, man case, uh, which had been the court directed some time back. What is the expectation in terms of uh, the hearing tomorrow? Do we know? The issues relative to that particular case borders on an application that was done by lawyers for Mr. Bissu. It's, it's in respect of the other investigations that were taking place. You know, there are two streams of investigation. So this one, in terms of what you showed up at the OSB, has to do with the activities of the Interministerial Committee on Illegal Mining. There's the other okay. one that has to do with a Galamsey fraud documentary. The Galamsey documentary was published by investigative journalist Anasarim Yohannas, uh, which Charles B.C. was filmed on it, receiving some envelopes from some individuals, and the allegation that he was receiving bribes. And it's that investigation that the OSP concluded and was on the verge of filing charges against him that he allegations of human rights abuse ensued. So there's an application for injunction which has remained outstanding for a while now. And so that is the aspect of the matter that is still outstanding that the court may consider when it decides to hear the matter tomorrow.
Okay. Thank you uh, very much on that, Joseph Akablay. But to the substantive issue now, of course, this is um, a huge one that's just coming in from the OSP's office. And I know you've been checking the website. It's now stamped, uh, reported. So we are following uh, to know what will happen next. But uh, the big one also is from the High Court. And they've granted a request uh, by the NDC's James Jachikwasing to be allowed to miss court proceedings on Friday. Well, we know that this will give him room to embark on a final round of campaign ahead of Tuesday by election. His legal team has in the last few days made a strong case for suspension of the trial, insisting the poll is a national assignment. Well, Joseph, we know that the business of the day was whether the trial should be put on hold. How did that go? And we understand the Attorney General Gofredi Boadami was under attack yet again. Walk us through, give us details, a blow-by-blow account of happenings in court. Very heated exchanges between Chachuchikata, who leads James Jachikwesen's team and the Attorney General Godfrey Yabuadami. In fact, they made reference to a story that had been published on myjohonline.com. It had been attached to the documents filed by Mr. Kwesen's lawyers as an exhibit to the court. In that particular story, the Attorney General had told Joint News that um, James Jachikwesen must suffer the same fate as Adamusa Kandi. It was on the back of a decision of the Supreme Court in which I had an interview with him that he had made that particular comment. Now, Mr. Chikata filed documents in which he produced those statements and other statements the AG had made to make the case that the AG, he believes, was consistently making comments that he he holds the view that it amounts to more or less poisoning the world by way of perception in relation to the court and how the court views James Jachi question. And so he was making those documents available to the court. The AG objected to it and described those documents as being irrelevant. It was at that point that Mr. Chikata came in and said that in 57 years since he encountered the law, when he started his journey of studying the law, he had never encountered any attorney general that behaves in such a manner and consistently makes comments running down persons who are supposed to be presumed innocent until proven guilty. The AG would have none of that and also hit back at Mr. Chikata saying that he was surprised that in all those years of practice, Mr. Chikata does not understand what is meant by relevance. And the court at that point in time urged both of them to become and said that they are all officers of the court and should desist and stay away from abusive language. At that point in time, the court agreed with Mr. Chikata's views and admitted those documents into evidence. And now that laid the stage for the discussion on whether the trial should be put on hold. And those arguments were equally advanced. But I interacted with Abraham Amaleba, who is director of the NDC's legal team, and he makes the point that it was important for Mr. Kwesin's side to submit those documents in relation to the AG's conduct outside the courtroom. We are to 23rd, which means that tomorrow we are not coming to court, but on the 23rd, the court, in its own wisdom, dispense of his presence in court, which means that, effectively, he is supposed to come after the elections. And so, clearly, we want to be thankful to the court, the judge, and to say that we are most grateful for the ruling given to us today because we have achieved what we wanted to achieve. In terms of the legal arguments today, a chunk of them centered around the conduct of the Attorney General. It appears it's an issue of serious concern to your side, and Mr. Chikata made that point strongly. Yes, so you, you notice that Mr. Chikata's supplementary affidavit was supposed to give to the court a plethora of conduct 
that the Attorney General has displayed, which conduct does not sit well with our legal profession. And you notice that he quoted the Legal Profession Act, which does not allow for comments such as what the Attorney General engaged in. And so the Attorney General's conduct was an issue before the court. And uh, I'm happy the senior, Chaiju Kata, took him to the cleaners. And you all saw it. Is that the end of it for you, or you intend to take some steps with regards to the concerns? No, that and, and senior has indicated that his main concern is to bring the conduct of the Attorney General before the court. We don't intend to take any further action. But if this becomes too much, I think we will advise ourselves. This simply means that he's getting back to the campaign grounds to continue so with his this work. evening, he's going back. The people of Asin North should prepare to receive him. They are going... There, there, there is going to be a big welcome from, 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 from the hands of the government. The government that is persecuting him. So his entry into Asin North this night will be a welcome, a big welcome to him. Well, so Joseph, uh, we understand other members of the NDC share this view by Mr. Maliba as well. Hello, Joseph. Yes, Kojo Bonsu, who contested not too long ago to be the party's flag bearer, and unfortunately did not win. He says he thinks what is happening to James Jachi Kwesin in court is unfair. For solidarity, yes. What, what do you make of all that has been going on in terms of in relation to him? Um, I think um, this is totally unfair. And we're going through the rules of the law. Um, we can't be coming here daily as the man is campaigning. Anyway, let's see what happens on Friday. And I think the judge did very well. Said we should just rest and come. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. I mean, on Friday, and I think... Um, 
we are watching. It's, you see, it's precedent that they are trying to set. And it's going to be a problem in this country. But I believe that justice must prevail. Well, Joseph, um, the AG's office uh, disagrees and also appears to have some concerns about the directives issued by the court. Deputy Attorney General Alfred Chiyabwa makes the point that this was the situation they wanted to avoid because the court had indicated I was going to hold proceedings on June 20, June 21, and June 22. Now he says, with this motion that they've been dealing with over the period, it meant that they didn't do any work by way of the trial on June 20. They didn't do anything on the second day. And now they are supposed to come back on Friday, which effectively means that he's also been excused from coming on Friday. So it means that not much work has been done and he thinks that the change doesn't send the right signals. Is, uh, the court adjourned the matter to the 23rd. And when it comes to adjournment, it is the duty of the court to determine when it's convenient to hear a matter. And the court also made an order dispensing with the presence of our attendance of the accused person. The judge has made an order. We are bound by the orders of the court. On the 23rd, we'll be in court. I mean, but it effectively means that this week, I mean, the three days, the day-to-day -day basis that you got, it didn't amount to anything. That's the reason why we're complaining about this particular application. And it's sending a very dangerous precedent that we can use any means to frustrate processes. But we are cool with it. We'll be back on Friday, then we'll come back and hear the matter. I mean, in terms of the comments that happened in court today, it appears they have some serious issues with the conduct of the Attorney General. I mean, how is the office treating these allegations of prejudice that is being leveled against the AG? They've, they've never laid any basis. There's nothing to hold on to. It's, it's being made out of frustration and nothing else. The AG has done absolutely nothing wrong. His comments have been on point. And if they think something on top has, has been uh, done by the AG, they know what to do. But there's nothing, nothing at stake. So that's um, Alfred Chiyabwa, the deputy AG there. But um, you got a brief from Mr. Kwesin, Joseph. What exactly did he have to say? He said he's won the June 27 primaries. The by-election that is taking place, he says he's won it already. Kwesin, are you satisfied with the outcome? Well, I mean, it's, it's already been expressed, so I'm not going to comment further. You are ready to get onto the campaign grounds now? I'm, I'm leaving court and going right down to the grounds, so yes. So far, in terms of how it's going, you are confident that you are going to win the seat once again? Already won. He's going to win. He's going to win. That's uh, the NDC's candidate for the Aston North by-election. Uh, that will be held on the 27th of June. And uh, that's James Jachikwesen interacting with my colleague, Joseph Akable. Let me bring in briefly uh, the director legal of the NDC, Abraham Amaliba. Thank you so much uh, for your time here on Newsnight. It looks like the party can now heave a huge sigh of relief, even though it's not all over. Yes, at least um, in the next three, four days, um, focus will be on Aston North, no longer in the courtrooms. So I think, yes, you are right. Mm. But what then happens? Um, I heard you tell my colleague that um, there will be a huge welcome amongst others for Mr. Jachikwesin when he enters Asin North. But let's talk about the campaigning itself. I'm sure all this must have taken a lot away from the NDC. Well, while he was here, there was a team back in uh, the constituency doing the groundwork and doing the legwork. Uh, he was just away for two days. I'm sure he was able to... Uh, uh, claw back those two days. Don't forget that he won the election by 3,000 votes. So being out of the council for two days will not dent that, uh, that, that, that number of votes. He's going back. Uh, what is important is that uh, the people of Asin North will have him from now until the election day.
Well, your team, for the last few days, you've been making a strong case for suspension of the trial, insisting that the poll is a national assignment. I'm sure you're looking ahead uh, to Friday. Let's talk about what exactly you are asking the court to give you. What we are up to in the court. What you're asking the court exactly to give you, because you're asking for, you're making a strong case for suspension of the trial, insisting that the poll is a national assignment. Yes, so we were able to convince the court even though, um, uh, even though they, we are yet to get the ruling, which is on Friday, but I'm sure that we made our point very clearly that um, uh, an election such as this is a national assignment, and um, we're able to provide cases and uh, authorities that support our claim. The Attorney General's um, claim that this would amount to um, a, a bad precedent. Adjournments are taken when it is necessary. In the view of the court, if the adjournment is unnecessary, the court will not ban that adjournment. But when the adjournment is necessary, as in this case, the court would grant it. Well, but just before I let you off, Mr. Maliba, I'm, I'm sure that um, you've been checking on your candidates. Um, you're talking about this huge welcome. I mean, I'm curious or I'm interested. Has he arrived in Asin North? Um, and what, what can you tell us? Oh no! I'll find out later on. I I I, I spend so much time in the mm -hmm. in the court, so I'm looking at my book for tomorrow. Okay. But I'll call him at seven thirty. By every time the news is over, so you can hear me tomorrow morning. Okay. Well, we'll still check on you um, later this evening. Thank you so much. We have our men on the ground as well. Uh, we are your election headquarters. That's Abraham Amaliba, Director Legal of the NDC. And as the campaigns towards the Asin North by-elections heats up, traditional authorities in the area are calling on the two major political parties to speak with their supporters and spare the people of the Asin area of any violence, confrontations, and bloodshed. The chief of Asin Briku, Nana Udro Asiru Basayadom, says the competitive nature of the elections has a tendency to breed violence and acrimony. Well, um, he he's also been, he was speaking when the transport minister, Kweko Furesiyama, paid a ketsi call on him to seek the blessings of the traditional area head of the elections. Richard Kojonyako has more. The two major political parties have been frequenting the palaces of the various traditional leaders within the Asin North constituency seeking their blessings and support. Transport Minister Kweku Furiesiyama led the MPP delegation, including actor Ejaku, to the palace of the chief of Asimbreku to seek the blessings of the chief. Nana Odru Asiri Basayadom tagged the two political parties to advise their supporters against violence. Ni jina mwa pati fuweso na mwbeka sachile mwachita afo. Elections can go either way, and if it will be peaceful, then it depends on you, the political parties. You need to speak with your supporters so there wouldn't be any violence. The name of this town has already been tainted, and we do not want it to be visited with any violence.
We don't want to hear that because of the by-election, someone has been shot or slugged with a machete or any other violent tendencies. So I will plead with you to speak with your supporters. I have already spoken with my people to comport themselves. Transport Minister Kweko Furiesiyama outlined reasons why it would be unproductive for the MPP candidate to be voted against and implored on the chiefs and residents to rally around Charles Opoku for unbridled development. As we came here, we have heard a lot of things the NDC have been saying, that we are twisting the arms of George Achukwesin in order to grab the seat from him. In the central region, the NDC has 13 seats and we have 10. Why didn't we twist their arms to claim many of the seats from them? This is because the law does not allow us to do that. We have 18 months ahead of us, and the MPP is a party in power. And so if you are sending someone to represent you in this constituency, it is only proper and fair to choose the MPP candidate. If you send an NDC person, how will such a person go to the president or follow me to lead him to the president? The campaigns are heightening by the minute as the by-election day inches closer. National, regional and constituency executives, members of parliament, ministers of state and former ministers of state are active participants in the jostle for the seat. Reporting for Joy News, Richard Kujunya Akon, Asen North. Well, uh, Richard um, is with us uh, in the studios. He has his ears and eyes on the ground in Asin. Uh, when, when exactly are you are you heading back to the area? Well, so we are going on Saturday. So we are okay. pitching camp. We are bringing you all the interesting bites from the constituency. Okay. And you've been checking on uh, James Yachikwising and uh, the team on the ground. What exactly are you picking up? Yeah, so you know that it's been a wet... Um, day throughout here and it's been raining in the Asin North constituency but I tell you what the people in the Asin North constituency they've defied the rain so the NDC folks there they have started massing up they've defied the rains and they are waiting anxiously for Jim Jachikwesin to return to the constituency for them to move with him to campaign so now they're engaging in some door-to-door -door campaigns as well once the NDC is at it the MPP is not also resting at all so they have been going to the other towns communities they've been knocking on people's doors to explain to them why they need to send Charles Opoku to uh, Parliament. Okay. Richard Kujanyako, thank you so much uh, for joining us uh, in the studios. Let's stay a while longer on matters relating to politics and former General Secretary of the NPP, Kwabneji Ejapong, is sending a powerful message to delegates urging them to be vigilant in selecting their party's representative in the upcoming flag bearer race. Mr. Ejapong cautions that electing a poodle would result in succumbing to the strings that control it. Mr. Ejapong, while emphasizing that leadership entails confronting challenging circumstances Circumstances and offering transformative solutions to drive progress. He pledged to revive cherished values, injecting authenticity and integrity into the political landscape if elected. I urge all party delegates to consider this. The future of our party and our country rests in your hands. In fact, it is in your bosom. They have a responsibility to choose the next leader of our party with wisdom and forethought. I want to paraphrase the great writer Octavia Butler, quote, if you elect a poodle, you should be prepared to be led by unseen opportunists lurking in the shadows who control the poodle. 
if you elect an acquisitive person, then be prepared to have our precious resources plundered. On my part, I seek to restore our cherished values of service, sacrifice, and selflessness back into our body politic. It is these principles that have ensured the sustainability of this political tradition in the 63 years of political vagaries in this country. We need to instill authenticity, integrity, and substance back onto our political landscape. Leadership is about tackling difficult situations and providing solutions. We need to change our fortunes as a country, and I am confident that my strong will will propel me to win this battle with all my heart and all my soul. And with your help, delegates, I have no doubt that we will win. Well, so my colleague, um, Samuel Mbura, uh, has been uh, at the NPP headquarters all day, and he's returned uh, to the studio with more. So did we know, I'm sure you found out from, from his team, who this poodle is that he was making reference to? He did not actually explain that. He said he would um, uh, do that subsequently when he launches his campaign. But he outlined some five new measures, which he describes as the new dawn. That will be the game changer for the country if he's elected. Ghana is really at the crossroads, and what the country urgently needs now is a new dawn of astute political leadership with a vision that inspires hope in the youth and rekindles the faith of Ghanaians in our constitutional democracy. The new dawn is hinged on the following principle. One, new dawn refers to a belief in small, lean government machinery that is efficient, effective, and primed to deliver to the aspirations and expectations of the Ghanaian people. Well, so that's uh, Kwabneji Ejepong. Um, he's number what uh, to have filed the nomination so far? He's number seven okay. to have filed the nomination. So in all, we have eight that have filed the nomination. So the aspirants have exceeded the threshold of five. This means the MPP will have to conduct a national superdelegates conference to trim down uh, the numbers uh, in accordance with this election guideline. Let me just run you through the number, uh, the aspirants that have been able to file so far. We have Alan Chamantin. He was the first person. Dr. Mahmoud Baumia. Dr. Efri Akoto, Professor Kofi Konedu Apreko, Kwabina Ejapon, Kennedy Ejapon. And we have the uh, energy consultant, Kojo Poku. He has been telling us that he is not in the race just because he wants to register his presence ahead of future elections. I don't understand what testing waters means. If you take 350,000 to test waters, then this water is a very expensive water. I'm not testing any waters. Look, like I said, the journey is yet to begin. The good people of this party will take us through this journey. Look, like I said, it's not about the popularity and the personalities. This is going to be a contest of ideas. And everybody who heard me speak, and people who have heard me speak for the last 12 years on various networks in this country, I'm not someone that you can say is testing waters. If, look, the colleagues, the 11, wants to do uh, a debate, we can do a debate of the 11 who have picked forms, and let's see who comes out on energy issues, on social issues, on health issues, on all the issues. And I can assure you that this is not a testing water uh, endeavor. I am in to win it, and I am 100% sure I'm going to. That's uh, energy consultant Kojo Poku there. Now, tonight, the minority in parliament, they've descended on President Kofado for attacking the international ratings agencies during the 30th anniversary celebration of the African Export Import Bank in Ghana. President Kofado expresses the dissatisfaction with the reckless downgrades made by rating agencies, stating that they are detrimental to developing countries like Ghana and have contributed to the country's current economic challenges. But Deputy 
ranking member of the finance committee. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Gadongo says the president's concerns are dishonest. You see the dishonesty. Ah, when the rating agencies were rating us high and we're going to the capital market and showing them the rating of Ghana and collecting the three billion, we're, we're in bed with them to deceive the investors. Huh? Were we in bed with them to deceive the investors? What did the rating agency say that has not happened? You remember when they brought the 2022 budget in 2021? What were the highlights that some of us read? We said that the projections were just to deceive the investor. You remember they said that they were going to increase our revenue to 20% of GDP in 2022, one year. And I said, no, never. It's not possible. Well, let me bring in Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kweku Asante. Uh, he's been monitoring that press conference by the minority. So, Kweku, we know that um, they've been weighing in also on government's ongoing domestic debt exchange program, but uh, also attacking the vice president's bid to lead the country. Tell us more. So, according to Isaac Adongo, who is now acting as the ranking member on the Finance Committee, the vice president must not be allowed anywhere near the presidency because he's the reason why the country is facing these current economic challenges. Dr. Baumia's propaganda lectures and new experimental lecture notes from 2014 to 2016 metamorphosed into Ghana's vision and economic policies since 2017 to date. And we know what that vision can do. It has ruined our lives. Moving the economy from taxation to production rather led to collapse of production and the introduction of 24 taxes. That is his vision. One village, one dam, who proposed it? Was it not in- implemented? Now he's wasted our monies on these dams. They can't even provide water for chicken for two days. And they have become death traps. You are still talking vision. You're And you are here talking vision. Where is the factories you promised us? Can you show us one factory government has created other than painting and repainting and granting tax exemptions? If the Obdaktabomia had any iota of credibility, a modicum of shame in his eyes and respect for the people of Ghana, he would have stayed away from contemplating to be president of the republic. Well, Kweku, I'm sure that um, the team or the the press uh, corps there uh, put the question to the minority about whether they are afraid of the vice president leading the NPP into the 2024 elections. Indeed, those were questions that were flying from all over. According to Isaac Adongo, the NDC cannot choose for the MPP who should lead it into the 2024 election. They are ready for all the candidates and will be much even excited if they have to face Otabamia. But we cannot be choosing the team for the opponent in a football match. This man is blackmailing the MPP delegates to believe that they are going to meet NDC and he is a top striker. Who are we to say that he is not a top striker? He's saying that to MPP delegates. Is that not it? We, we are ready. Uh, so if Baumia is the best, if the Baumia is the best they are using to break the eight, the man where he said he will even break the eight, he broke our lives. And he is now coming to break the eight. We will tell him the last time he mentioned the eight, what happened to us. There are a lot I can say about what Baumia represents. But I know he will talk again. 
So we can't say everything here. But it is left to the MPP. If they decide that, yes, he's the best to face us, ah, we, we are ready. You saw it when we selected our, 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 our flag bearer. He's been warming up and lifting every day. Waiting for them. If they mistakenly bring a koshoko, that's death. Do you get it? So they can go and bring Baumia. If they bring Baumia, he himself will do the campaign for us. Because he will have his audios. You know, he spoke too much. So we'll play it back. Hmm? So don't worry about Baumia. That's uh, Isaac Adongo there. But we know that the vice president is currently on his tour of the Greater Accra region meeting delegates of the NPP vying to lead the party in the upcoming presidential race. Let's do business with George Riafe. Hello, George. Hi, MFA. And how are you doing? Is it like... your rainy season voice or something? No. Um, it's... Um... But, um, hey. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 I like the what late night late, show. Late night express. Oh, which you as my co-host? That wouldn't be bad. That would be dangerous. You ah. end up writing a book. Maybe that will be 10 what's years it, later. What's your business? Well, coming up in business, strong growth in service and agri sectors pushed GDP growth to 4.2% for the first quarter of this year. We'll be bringing you reactions uh, from industry as well as the government statistician. The Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Alliance Life and Ghana Pay. Isn't life wonderful when everything worth doing is scheduled? Hitting the stop button on your alarm just in time for your morning jog. That happy moment listening to your baby's heartbeat at the doctor's office. Or an arranged virtual meeting with that big client. Buy airtime ahead of time with scheduled airtime service on MTN Momo. You can schedule your airtime purchase of any amount daily, weekly or monthly by dialing star 170 hash option 3 and follow the process. Or simply dial star 170 star 311 hash for a superb airtime purchase experience. You enjoy 100% bonus airtime anytime you recharge yourself with MTN Momo. Keep on talking with that 100% feeling. So, what? What are we doing today? MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 14 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osuakwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community One, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase K and USD campus, UC. Cape Coast and now at the Marina Mall Airport City or call us 0302-764101-764209 or 7627792. Visit our website www.kingdomgh.com. Yeah. 
have you noticed that Ghana has suffered lack of attendance at stadia across the country in recent years? Well, the multimedia group wants to be part of the solution, which is why we're calling on you, our dear listener, to help us. Our sister station in Shira FM in Kumasi has been on a nationwide campaign to identify factors influencing poor patronage of Ghana Premier League matches. This campaign has been widely discussed on traditional and social media since the beginning of the year. And after widespread stakeholder engagement, we have a list of questions in a survey that will help us come out with a communique based on science and data. And we need you to assist by completing this survey. The link to the survey is bit.ly forward slash fillgpl questionnaire. Once again, bit.ly forward slash fillgpl questionnaire. Please help Insura FM and the multimedia group complete the survey in order to have a scientific response to this national problem. You're welcome back to Business on Newsnight. Now, strong growth in service and agric sectors pushed GDP growth to record levels with the first quarter of this year. Data released by the Ghana Statistical Service put the rate at 4.2%. There is more in this report. The 4.2% posted for the first quarter of this year represent more than 1% jump over what the economy recorded in the same period last year. The expansion was driven by strong growth in the services sector, which included government expenditure in the form of compensation in public administration, defense, social security, health and social work activities, as well as education. All these sub-sectors recorded more than 5% growth during that period for the service sector. It was followed by the agri-sector, which saw significant expansion for livestock, crops and cocoa, as well as forestry and logging. In all, services sector recorded the highest growth of 10.1%, followed by agricultural sector with a growth of 4.8%, and the industry sector contracted by 3.2%. The Ghana Statistical Service data again reaffirmed that Ghana's economy is service-led. This is because the service sector did command about 47% share of the economy, followed by industry with 32%, while agric had 21%. In monetary terms, the total value activities that took place in the first quarter of this year was more than 202 billion Ghana cities. And that is a business dex report. But should we be worried about the specific areas that fueled this growth for the first quarter of this year? Let's hear from government statistician Professor Samuel Kobnini. Whether one would say that the growth rate that we are seeing are not real sector economies, it's exactly why we put this out there for policymakers to engage. To an extent, one might argue that public administration is not a real output oriented subsector, but then it has limitation if you put up that argument given that it provides services for the real sectors as well. The question is why are we not seeing that much growth in the job creating, if you want to put it in your own words, sectors. And this is what I think we need to uh, discuss. 
Let me indicate that on the question on mining, it's important, and that is why in today's release, we've gone below the three sectors and we are now giving you the subsectors. It's erroneous to draw an argument that between mining and quarrying contracted by about 2.9%, it means all the mines, minerals that we have also contracted. Indeed, all the minerals that we have expanded, the only mineral that contracted in the first quarter of 2023 was bauxite. Professor Samuel in is government statistician. Meanwhile, the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry is insisting that we shouldn't be that excited about this growth. Magbedu Abuaje is chief executive of the chamber. I don't think it's surprising that um, we are recording this kind of contraction. If you look at the current um, economic environment and the fact that the cost of doing business keeps increasing, then definitely um, industry will not perform as expected. I mean, if you have an environment where taxes are being hit on businesses in the out, environment where utility tariffs are boosted up quite frequently, environment where policy rate is 29.5 and then the lending rate is around 30 to 35 or 40, then definitely you don't expect the key sectors in the economy uh, to expand. But let me say that as much as we have recorded a growth, I don't think it's a growth that we should be overly excited. The reason being that we need to ask ourselves where the growth are coming and whether this growth is inclusive and is going to engender uh, job creation. But the one sectors that will drive the economy, that will make the economy resilient, that will give us a, a, a broad-based growth and create jobs, are the ones that are contracting. Mark Bedua is chief executive of the Ghana National Chamber of Commerce and Industry. The National Communications Authority has justified the classification of MTN as a significant market player in the telecom space. This was contained in a statement issued by the regulator. There is more in this report. The National Communication Authority in its release noted that the action to classify MTN as a significant market player was influenced by the fact that MTN had attained a significant market share and dominance. This had the potential to impact on market competition, hence the need to move fast to prevent market abuse and ensure that there is a level playing field in the industry. This statement issued by the regulator of the telecom space was influenced by the fact that there have been concerns that the action is affecting MTN badly when it comes to the area of innovation. The action has forced MTN to adjust some of its prices for call and data, which has resulted the National Communications Authority in 2021 declare MTN as a significant market player after what it describes as careful observation of the market. And that is the Business Tax Report, now Chief Executive of AgroKings, an agricultural organization. Nano Wusu Echaun is urging young entrepreneurs to bring out solutions to address critical issues when venturing into entrepreneurship. He spoke at a seminar organized by the University of Ghana College of Education as part of their 75th anniversary celebration. One of the things I've recognized happens a lot in this country is we raise a lot of need-based entrepreneurs. So people who become entrepreneurs because they've identified that they really need money or because they didn't get a job, so then they go into entrepreneurship. But what I'm trying to encourage most of these graduates to do is go into opportunity-based entrepreneurship, which is when you identify an opportunity in the market, when you identify a particular need that you can meet, you go ahead and do what it takes to actually be able to meet it. That in itself is what sustains the business. So most of us are not dependent on what we can do but our clients kind of drive what we end up doing 
Chief Executive of AgroKings, Nana Osochao, now Access Bank Ghana, signed a $30 million agreement with the EcoBank, Equos Bank for Investment and Development for onward lending to small businesses. The funds are expected to also help players in the agribusiness space manufacturing sectors. Now, speaking to Joy Business after signing the agreement, Managing Director of Access Bank Ghana, Olumidi Oladinji, said that the facility would aid or support the bank to actually assist Ghana's great sector, especially when it comes to those who are in the value chain. Access Bank wants to ride on these partnerships to create credits uh, to support SMEs in the various sectors we have, we have, we have, we have spoken about. Uh, this, this, this facility is another partnership uh, to make that, that possibility happen to SME, SME business in Ghana. Uh, so we want to ride on the back of what we are doing with EBIT to support SME growth in Ghana by creating credits. Uh, like I said in my opening remarks, uh, post the debt exchange, we want to ensure that we don't slow down as far as credit creation is concerned. And so we have identified resilient sectors in the Ghanaian economy. Uh, the president spoke about some of the sectors. We want to part partner with them to support the growth of SME businesses in Ghana. And that is the Managing Director of Access Bank Ghana, Olumidi Oladunji, is the Managing Director. On this part, the President and Chairman of the Board of Directors of ECOWAS Bank for Investment and Development, Dr. George Jukum, was hopeful the money would help transform Ghana's economy. And that's all for business on Newsnight. Back to you. I know many will be looking forward to your our book or your book, right? In ten years' time. <laughs> All right, bye bye. <laughs> Have a good evening. Let's do some of your messages uh, that you sent in so far. And this one, Jerry Afekunketa says, "Is the special prosecutor really fighting corruption?" And he only says, hmm, "Only in Ghana." And then this one says, "How can an Equus identity card be used for our elections?" It's bizarre. Our leaders should think outside the box for. Just a minute, and Charles Little Jr. in Eastleigh gone. And this one also says, under this government, if you don't have by-elections in your community, don't expect any road construction. So pray for more by-elections. No, uh, that's promised in Keta. And this one also says, this is from Michael Samato from Angonga Way. He says, please, the court should leave this MP alone. Where where were they before he went to Parliament first? I don't know. Okay. And this one also, um, and this is Yao in Ireland. He says, this is a bit away from national issues, but those who went on board the missing Titan, that's the mini submarine, I guess, were on a suicide mission. And how can we allow him or himself to be locked outside a vessel when there's a possibility of failure? Well, so that's uh, Yao in Ireland uh, taking us uh, to the UK and um, uh, outside, I mean, international news. And um, we are getting a live updates from this uh, particular situation. If you don't know, um, there's more on the BBC and it says new noises. Also, my journalline.com new noises have been heard as the Titanic sub um, search widens. Um, that's according to a Coast Guard. And there have been press conference up to the minute updates on this, even though they have just about 20 hours more of oxygen supply in the submarine. Um, the well, uh, the, the, the Titan sub, I should say, submersible it is. And um, the, the latest update that we are getting is that um, beginning they've been talking at the press conference and the marine industry in the region is no stranger to responding to difficult incidents at least that's some assurances that we are getting even though you're hearing more noises um, coming uh, from the titanic sap that's according to the u.s coast guard and this is something you can follow on myjournalline.com also on the bbc our partners uh, let's bring in musbao
has the latest from the world of sports. Well, hello, MFA. Well, um, the general manager of Dreams FC who won the MTN FA Cup and uh, he's also the team manager of the Black Stars, Amin Shadow. He's been calling on government to prioritize investment in sports infrastructure as an effective way to help generate revenue for the government and also help develop talent in the country. According to him, uh, it was a similar strategy that was deployed by the UK government, which has seen the English Premier League rise to an enviable level that the whole world is looking up to and therefore insists that government needs to channel some of its resources to ensure that what is most endeared by most Kenyans, as far as football is concerned, is developed to a level that will be appreciated by all. So imagine if the government is investing as much money into football infrastructure like the stadium. If we have a very good stadium where people go and enjoy themselves, people even go to stadium to take pictures because it's nice. I, I've always been at the forefront of championing the cause of we trying to push government to also invest into sports infrastructure. They should invest in sports infrastructure. They, they, the clubs themselves don't have the capacity. And that's what made England English football what it is today. The England Premier League, at some point in time, they had more hooligans than here in Ghana. There are so many problems. But the state decided to invest after the Hillsborough disaster. They decided to invest heavily into sports infrastructure. They invested heavily, putting the infrastructure and all that. They are making their money back tenfold through taxation. Every player that earns more than 50,000 pounds in the UK is taxed 40%. That's how come they are so attractive today. The government went in there, put up the infrastructure with their resources, got out of it, let private investors take over, manage it, and they get their money back through taxation. So that's uh, Amini Shadow, general manager of Dreams FC, making very cogent point there for government to invest in sports infrastructure and, you know, potentially recoup some of this investment through taxation. Well, that's it for sports. But of course, um, just some update on Thomas Partey. He's been linked with a move away from Arsenal. And we understand some Saudi Arabian clubs have expressed interest in the gaining player. And Arsenal are open to selling the player. But uh, it looks to be seen if Thomas Partey will be interested in a move to Saudi Arabia. That's the only uh, question yet to be answered now. That's the Foot Sports brought to you by President Ebo and Chaco. President, every smile matters. Thank you very much, Musbao, with the latest from the world of sports and consultant on land use and administration. Kwame Jan is urging the Inspector General of Police to consider assigning competent, professional, and neutral personnel to land gap prone areas in the country. According to him, some police officers stationed in the peri urban areas uh, where the activities of land guards are prevalent are compromised, thereby making law enforcement difficult. The senior law lecturer um, says until the change is done, land guards will continue to terrorize landowners yes. why is everybody rushing for trying to take land in cantonments and rich? <laughs> tell me yes because the title is secure, secure. primarily maybe 98 percent you know why because the hands of the state was involved mm. in the acquisition and the setting out yes. of that place now we have issues with the lands commission because we think that in some cases there are right. systems for allocating public lands are not open, are not transparent, politicized, and so on. But look at the other side, where we left it in the hands of the traditional owners. 
the state could still allow owners to own their land. But the state should have taken charge of land use. Yes. One of the recommendations I will make to the IGP, the IGP should begin a process of reviewing who he is posting as police commanders yeah, to the peri-urban areas. If we as a country want to deal with the problem of land guards, mm -hmm. so the IGP should plan his life to post police personnel with a certain degree of competence and integrity to those areas. Look. Now, Director of Faculty of Academic Affairs and Research at the Kofia International Peacekeeping Training Center, Professor Kwesi says he's ready to show the police the identity and location of some of these land guards. If you go to Peacetown in the Gaza South Municipality, there's a major criminal there called Black. Black, who is located in Galilea, Manhame, old gangster. And please, Chief, if you are listening to me, and then Red Moro at Tomofa. These two steal people's lands. They managed to get some documentation through this allergy that people are buying these lands. The question that it raises is that should I also use my contacts to get people who are better armed to go and face these people? That does not make it right. Well, that's... Um Professor Kwesi inning there on the issue about lands. And uh, it's time for the Love FM High School debate and two-time finalist Prem Per College yesterday thrilled judges with research-based presentations as they whipped the rich school to book a place in the quarterfinals of the 2023 edition of the Love FM High School debate. Well, uh, the topic for them were women should pay less income tax than men. Love FM Sana Wachi Yadom has more. Today, we find ourselves at a very pivotal moment in history where the glorious call for gender equality reverberates across the globe. Each school showed class in a positive character towards booking a place in the quarterfinals. However, Premper College had the best return on investment. Supporting the motion, Premper College walloped the rich school 1966 as they referred to stories on the economy featured on the Joy News channel to affirm the need for women to pay less income taxes than men. The house for clear argument and development. Let's watch this video. Bustle at the central business district of Edum has been absent. Major shops have been locked up. Red pieces of clock revenue authority posted to their shops. Now that the shops are closed, how will I survive today? I am a single mother. Hmm, Dr. Peter, my point is simple. If we are to reduce the income tax rate paid by women, it will ginger more women to establish more businesses. It was all joy for the two-time finalists. Premper College hopes to win the ultimate. First timers, the rich school 1966, are hopeful of claiming the title in the next edition. The good news is that we still have some years to go. We can make ourselves better and this isn't the end. We'll come back, we'll come back better. It, it was a good debate. I'm glad that it happened. It didn't really go our way, but we did our best and in the end, what happened, happened. It was a good competition. It's, it's all about deep research. We, we stay up, do most of our researches very well because 
it's it's only research that will make us win such a contest because obviously okay personally we are lovers of multimedia we follow joy prime joy news adam tv and we listen to news most of the times so when this motion came up oh i I remember something like this on Joy News, so let's go for it and fix it in the motion. For Joy News, my name is Dana Bwachi Dankwa Yadom. And from the Love FM High School debate, it's time for the National Science and Mass Quiz. And the quest to clinch the national championship and make a name is forcing some senior high schools in the Northeast region to introduce science as a program of study. This is after presenting agric students in previous years for the championship. Emmanuel Bright Kweku has more. Last two years, the students I brought them, we qualified. They were a great students. That was last two years. Immediately after that, I realized that I think I should introduce science to the school. So we did that. And this people are the first batch of the science students. Wow. I just discussed it with the headmaster. So I told him that we have been going for the National Science and Maths quiz. And then since we, we, we always face challenges in physics and in biology, usually that is our, those areas are our main issue. So I said, let me introduce the science. So even the science we introduce, we don't have a physics teacher. I have been teaching them physics from form one. I'm, generally, I'm a chemistry teacher. So, but I have, been, I have added the physics to them just because of the, the, the program and then how we can also bring up the name of the school. I'm the HAD for the department. Currently, there are, there are 17 students in the science classroom. Yeah, they, 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 that was year three. The year twos are 12. The first year, this year, we just had about 22. So we are just, we are just trying. Congratulations to Boom Krugu SHS. And that's how we wrap up today's edition of News Night. Here on Joy 99.7 FM and also in Kumasi on Love 99.5 FM. There's more when you log on to myjoyonline.com. It's time for Strong and Sassy with Enimwa Enimado. And guess what? Navigating the weight loss journey. That's what we are focusing on tonight. You want to stay for that conversation? I am MFA Apau. Have a good evening.